And I will also say, you know, I've done this in my own business. I've seen tons of founders do this where you'll watch a webinar or you'll read a book that that explains a methodology that someone else used and you think, oh my goodness, this is it. This is it. We're going to do it and we're going to go all in. I had another client. They had a new idea um, for a new product line. They're a service-based business. But they went and they invested in um, a ton of equipment. Um, you know, they they brought these these machines and this equipment to trade shows and all of this. And they I, they they sold a few, but it was like at such a small um, volume, and it wound up being a huge cost and time suck. And it really was a morale killer. You are listening to the High Growth Founders Podcast, where we give you unfiltered truth and ideas about accelerating the growth of your startup and becoming the founder you were born to be. No fluff, no games, just straight to business. I'm your host, Casey Jones. Through my career as a coach, consultant, advisor, and mentor, I've worked with hundreds of founders on their go-to-market strategy, building an authentic personal brand, and growing as a leader. You are here for one thing growth. And this show is dedicated to helping founders accelerate growth, period. We will dive into not only the best strategies that are working today, but discuss the biggest mistakes and failures that industry leaders have made in the past so you don't have to. So kick back, relax, and let's get into the show. How many of you have gone all in on a new project, a new initiative, a new campaign, only to realize once you've invested tons of time and money that it's not going to work? I bet a lot of you are nodding your head yes, because I bet this is a really, really common uh, mistake. It is probably the most common mistake that I see among founders. It is moving too quickly. It is trying to automate something or scale something before they've proven that it works on a manual or or kind of small level. And we're going to dive in on on this episode. We're going to dive in to this this big error, how this winds up happening, some examples of how this comes up and some ways you can think about avoiding it um so that you don't make this big mistake. Today we're going to talk about one of the most common mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make. And I want to be clear, we do this in our business, but we also do this in our personal lives. What makes this so common and what makes this so likely for founders is that as founders, and especially those of us that are you know born and bred in the startup world, what makes us good at being entrepreneurs is that we move quickly. Right, we come up with ideas and we seize those and we execute and we move fast. But what I have learned is that when we move a little too quickly or we get too committed too soon, we can have a tendency to try to do things at a big scale before we've proven that it's worth it. Right. And this is kind of the, it's, it's the, the life and business equivalent of going on a first date and thinking that person is just absolutely amazing and deciding let's get married immediately. 
And yet we do this regularly in our business and also in our personal lives. But we will decide, and I'll be clear, I'm going to focus on business here, but but I'll give you a few examples of our personal lives as well of where we do this. But where I see it most commonly in business is a founder will come up with an idea for a new initiative. Maybe it's a new product offering. Maybe it is a new sales strategy or marketing initiative. And before they have really proven whether or not it's going to work, they go all in. And I know that part of the reason why we have a tendency to do this is because we see so many stories of founders who do it and and have great success. They decide that this is going to be the thing and they go absolutely 100% all in and they move quickly and they invest heavily and it works. But what you don't hear are the way more common stories of someone investing a lot of time and money and resources into a new project, a new initiative that they haven't really proven out. And by the time they realize that it is not going to work, they've wasted a lot. And sometimes we know this with startups, right? Like we are cash strapped. Okay. As founders, you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of money. Every decision you make can have a really big impact on the business. And so that means if you go all in on something that is not going to work, it could destroy your business. It could be the thing that closes you down, that stops you from making any progress and really halts everything. And so I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of, of when I've seen this and where I see this most commonly and how you can avoid it. So I remember this. This is one of the first one of the first times I I really saw this. I was working for a startup. This is when I was still in-house. I was the in-house marketer. I was head of marketing. And the founder, um, he really he didn't love selling and he really kind of struggled to do it. And he felt like there should be an easier way to source new leads and to um drum up drum up business, right? Um, we got marketing leads, but he was really struggling to kind of turn those into sales opportunities. And he wanted to find a, a different approach to doing that work. And he'd read this um, blog post that outlined this fairly complex strategy of they would pull some information using segment. They would enrich the leads using Clearbit. It was like all super automated. And it was this really complex kind of engineered prospecting flow. And he read this blog post and, you know, he was a, he was a technical founder. He'd been CTO at his previous startup and this was his first gig as a CEO. And he read this and was like, oh my God, I can engineer something to do all this work for me so that I don't really have to do it. And this is, this is, this is it. This is absolutely genius. And it was a pretty well-known startup. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I can't remember who the startup was who had written this blog post, who had talked about it. But I think it was someone like Intercom. So way bigger than we were already 
a, a lot more advanced, a lot more mature than we were at that point. We were a tiny, like 11 person seed stage company and, and Intercom at the time had hundreds of employees and was very, very successful. And, but he thought, you know what, I think this strategy could really work for us. So he spent, I think probably like two weeks um, trying to figure out how to create this fully engineered system. And guess what? <laughs> it was a total waste. Um, it didn't work because we didn't have access to the quantity and quality of data that this other business did. Um, he, you know, was trying to enrich leads that had really hadn't hadn't shown a ton of interest. They'd only given us their email. And um, he tried to kind of put together, he tried to engineer, I can't use that word enough. He tried to engineer this whole system of automating the, the prospecting process of turning a lead into a sales opportunity. And what wound up happening is after two weeks of him spending a ton of time doing this, um, spending some money trying to um, uh, trying to use technology to, um, support this engineered system that he built. Guess what? It just didn't work at all. And he was back at square one. If you're listening to this show, I know you care about growth, growth of the revenue and even better, the profits of your business growth of the freedom and autonomy in your life, and growth of yourself as a founder. And you are exactly who I created the High Growth Founders newsletter for. When you subscribe every week, you get an email with simple, actionable advice to help you be the high growth founder you were meant to be. No BS, no fluff, just the strategies, tactics, and resources I've learned that help you grow your business and yourself as a founder. So go to newsletter.highgrowthfounders.com and subscribe today. And I've seen something similar to this a ton of times, especially on the sales side. When I see founders that really are uncomfortable selling, they don't really want to have to do that. They don't want to have to be doing that in their business. And they are really looking for some way to make the selling process easy. And so they will try to, again, engineer something that is more complicated, but that lets them stay in their comfort zone. And I will also say, you know, I've done this in my own business. I've seen tons of founders do this where you'll watch a webinar or you'll read a book that, that explains a methodology that someone else used. And you think, oh my goodness, this is it. This is it. We're going to do it. And we're going to go all in. I had another client. They had a new idea um, for a new product line. They're a service-based business. But they went and they invested in um, a ton of equipment. Um, you know, they they brought these these machines and this equipment to trade shows and all of this. And they I, they they sold a few, but it was like at such a small um, volume, and it wound up being a huge cost and time suck. And it really was a morale killer because. Usually when we do this, we're communicating to our team about how 
this is going to be it. This is going to be the thing that's going to change everything. And then it doesn't work. And then we have to start all over again. And that means that then the next time we come up with an idea or we want to try something new and we say it again to our team, no, 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 this time it's going to be it. And what we're doing is we're burning through our trust with our team, right? Yes, we're, we're, we're spending time, we're spending money, but we're also spending trust because our team is going to look at that and they're going to think, okay, there they go again. And it, and it doesn't work. And so here's what I really recommend. And and, and the way that I think about this is, look, if you haven't proven this, if you haven't proven out a new strategy or a new methodology on a manual basis, you have no business trying to automate it. So automation in our business is meant to help us move, help us do what what we need to do, what we are already doing faster. But what I'm seeing way too often is teams will automate something that they haven't proven on a manual basis yet, right? So they'll start sending these mass email blasts to tons of prospects before they've tried it out with, you know, maybe 50 to see if it helped them get any meetings. And I always really appreciate there's a, there's a, a common saying the first time I heard it was in the masters of scale podcast, um, with Reed Hoffman. And he was interviewing the founders of Airbnb. And I don't remember which one, um, kind of talked about this, but, but what they said is you have to do what doesn't scale in order to figure out what must scale. So in the early days you want it and it it sucks. I get it. (laughs) It sucks. It's super time consuming. But you've got to do things in this very time-consuming manual basis so that you can decide, oh my goodness, this really, really works. Let's figure out how we can streamline it. Let's figure out how we automate it. So I want to caution you in your business. If there is something that you are considering um, either investing heavily in, or even even if it's not money, If you're going to take time, don't try to automate something. Don't try to build out an entire system to solve a particular problem until you've used that solution or you've built that solution manually. Build it in the most, I don't know, high speed, low drag kind of way and see if it works. What you want to do is, and you all know this, on the product side, you you should do the exact same thing when it comes to your sales strategy, your marketing strategy, probably operations as well. Build the MVP. Build the simplest version of that solution that you've kind of put together and test it out. Does it work? Okay. You you do some manual marketing um, strategy. Did it get you some leads? Did it did it Did it help you close some business? Then and only then, once you have proven that out on a small scale, only then can you actually try to scale it. Can you actually try to automate it to build out those, um, to, to scale those outcomes? But if you try to scale something that you haven't already proven, I guarantee all you're gonna do is waste time and money. And I'm really curious to hear from all of you, like. I'd love to hear the stories 
where you've done this because there's so many of them. There are so many of these stories of where we, we, we go all in on something that was just an idea that we didn't know it was going to work. And being able to share these stories with other founders really helps all of us make better decisions down the line. It helps all of us realize, oh my God, we're moving too fast or we're, we're, we are trying to do too much too soon and we need to slow things down. And I love this phrase. You're going to hear me say this a million times on the podcast, slow down to speed up. And this is a classic example. Don't try to over-engineer a solution. Don't try to automate a solution. Don't go all in on a solution until you've proven that it works at a small scale. And even then, don't go from zero to 100. Go from zero to 20. Go from zero to, then go from 20 to 40, right? Like take it bit by bit and you will still be able to move very quickly. But what you're going to guarantee is that you're not wasting a ton of time and money along the way. You're going to prove it out early on and you're going to decide pretty quickly, yes, this works. No, it doesn't. So I would love to hear, find me on social media. Um, send me an email. I would love to hear these stories because I guarantee there are a ton of them when you move, when you try to move too quickly. And so I'm just going to leave you with this idea. Do not try to automate something that you haven't proven works manually. Make that one of your mantras in the startup world, because I guarantee this is one of the most common mistakes that I see in the clients that I work with and um, the mentors who talk about the, the experiences that they hear with, with their clients. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the High Growth Founders Podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show of whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. Much like this show, I love getting into the good, the bad, and everything in between. So please feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we are all here to learn from one another. So please, if this episode made you think of a founder who is leveling up in their business, take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're looking for some help identifying where you have the most opportunity to grow your startup or yourself, take my growth audit at a betterjones.com slash growth audit. You'll answer some questions about your business and yourself as a leader that will shed some light on where you can improve. Plus, you'll have the chance to book some time with me to talk through your results. Okay, that's what I've got. In love and growth, I am out of here. See you next time.